well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 7.06 a.m. here on the East Coast. The sun has risen and the sun has risen. The S-U-N and the S-O-N. <laughs> How are you doing? I want to thank you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much. I want to do a check-in. How are you doing? The other thing that I want to do is I want to ask all of you, under the sound of my voice, to pass, 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 pass this podcast along. I was listening to something last night and they were talking about specifically the veterans and how a lot of veterans are suffering at this moment just as people whom have lost loved ones I would first like to have a moment of silence for all of the amazing beautiful souls that we've lost over these past couple of months over 50,000 fellow citizens, American souls, lives that matter, people whom were fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, uncles, nieces, nephews, cousins. Let's have a moment of silence for them. My favorite book says, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. When I was a kid, I used to always think that that meant I cry today, tomorrow I'm better. Doesn't mean that. Sometimes your dark nights are a year. Sometimes your dark nights are a couple of months. Sometimes your dark nights are a week. But when you come out on the other side of the pain, that is when the joy happens. That is when the joy happens. I won't be long today. I want to talk about our minds. And I am obsessed with this. I've done a lot of podcasts about mindset, about the mind, about preparing all of these things. I want to just talk about our thoughts. What's amazing is that how powerful is a thought? Thoughts are things. Everybody say that with me. Thoughts are things. Have you ever thought about something and then it manifests itself into something? Let's think about this for a second. I'm not a clinical doctor. A lot of people talk about depression. I've been listening to a lot of neurosurgeons and a lot of people who are talking about the study of the mind and actually taking photos of the mind, the brain, not the mind, excuse me, the brain before something and after something. Um, There was a doctor who went through a major, major accident, skiing accident, and he hurt his neck. He happened to be like a neuroscientist, something or the other, and he kept having chronic pain, not acute pain, but chronic pain. Understand there's a difference between acute pain and chronic pain. Acute pain is what we deal with when we break an arm, when we uh, dislocate a finger, when our toe is hurting very badly and something registers to our brain. It's a little prick, it looks like, and it says, "Mm, this is acute pain. Right. So what do we do? We go to that specific doctor or someone who is a specialist and we say, can you fix this thing? That's an acute pain. Chronic pain is something different. Chronic pain could actually take you out of here. So let's talk about this for a moment. I'm not a doctor. This is just things that I've heard that I try to 
pass on to all of you because it's important that we understand how this whole mind-body-soul connection is working. Chronic pain is no joke. You don't want to have it. You don't want to claim it. You don't want it in your life, right? Chronic pain dealing with um, uh, cancerous things or, or dealing with chronic back pain or chronic um, headaches or, or migraines or, you, you know, those things are chronic pains. Those are those are some things that we can actually see. So we was talking about the, the brain and how some people have brain injuries, dealing with people who really have brain injuries. And how do you heal those injuries? And a lot of these doctors are talking about what we eat, how we think, how we actually think. Do you know that if you're right-handed, you are supposed to use your left hand at some points in your life? You're just supposed to because if you don't activate, if you don't activate that side of your brain, it lies dormant. I never really realized that. We've got to use every single muscle that we have in our bodies to keep the brain moving, keep the brain active. They were showing pictures of the brain when nothing was happening with pain. Pictures that happen with acute pain, looks like little pricks, and pictures that happen when you have chronic pain, and those really, really light up. And a doctor for a year kept going back, taking pictures of his brain when he just changed his thought. When he had pain, he thought something different. When he had pain, he had a different thought. When he had the pain, he didn't think pain. He thought something else. I don't know what he thought. Maybe he thought of his kids. Maybe he thought of happiness. Maybe he thought of being here. Maybe he thought of life. I'm not too sure. But they said it took a year. And sometimes his pain, which was chronic, which was every day of, the, of, of every hour, of every minute, it would go down to a minute. He would feel no pain. Then five minutes, then 10 minutes, then an hour, then two hours. After a year, this doctor was experiencing no more pain. I'm going to send the link out on Facebook to the clip that I'm talking about because I think it's important for everyone to listen to what these doctors are saying about not just the brain and the mind, but the actual study of it. People are saying that they're actually taking pictures of the brain to actually see that you have made progress, not someone saying it to you, but it's actually in your brain. What's amazing is that there's talking also about this other thing, and then I'm going to be out of your way, okay? It won't be long. I just want to say these little words to you so you can think about changing your thought process, your mindset. Everybody say mindset. Mindset is so important. How do you start your day? How do you start your day? And what time do you start your day? These little things are important to the mind-body-soul connection. Now, I've heard that some people who are in the top 1% whom happen to be billionaires read about a book a week. Warren Buffett, they say, reads about six hours a day. He studies financial reports. This is what he does. He studies financial reports from 1956 of GM and their success. Because in 19, if in 1956 they were successful, they could be successful in 2020, 2021, 2022. They just follow a formula is what they do. Mindset. They set it up that way. How early are you getting up? How early are you getting up? Are you honoring yourself in all the time that you're giving here? 525,600 minutes in the year, 365 days a year, 168 hours in your week. How are you breaking it down? Let's say, for instance, if you think about it, when you 
go back to your job. And I hope some of you find your work in this and get out of your jobs because we are dependent on people for a paycheck. Yes, we are. That's another story that, you know, I'll tell another time. But let's get back to this. Let's get back to mindset. What are we going to do? If you spend eight hours on your job, if there are 24 hours in a day, you spend eight hours on the job. What do you do after you get off that eight hour job? Do you come home? Do you watch Desperate Housewives of Atlanta? Or you watch Jerry Springer? Or do you watch Maury Povich? Or do you pick up a book? Or do you pick up a newspaper? Or do you do try a skill that you've never tried before? You see, I'm working on my work constantly, constantly, constantly. This is what I'm committing to. And you have to be obsessed with it. In order to change your mindset, you have to be obsessed. You've got to get in an obsessed state of mind to say, no, I don't see it now physically in front of me, but I see it in my mind. Thoughts are things. I see it in my mind. Thoughts are things. And you take a picture of it and that becomes your vision. And then you start working toward that vision, that thing that you switched, that thought that you had in order for it to come to fruition. Change can happen. I'm a witness to it. Change has happened in my life. I'm a witness to it. I don't tell you anything that I have not lived. And right now I'm committing to next level. I'm committing to next level. Things have been great in my life and I'm looking for greater. I will not be satisfied. I heard Les Brown say years ago, he said, live full, die empty. Live full, die empty. I'm trying to live full because I know one day I'm going to leave this earth and I'm not going to leave this earth with all of those ghosts coming around my bed telling me that they had all these gifts that were inside of me and they're mad at me that I didn't bring my gifts out to the world. No, 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 no. My dash is going to be filled in completely. No one is ever going to have a chance to say, oh, I didn't know that Dwayne did it. No, 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 no. I'm going to leave here with you knowing all the abilities that I had, that my time was not wasted here. I only get one time to do this. You only get one time to do this. Let's think about changing our mindset. I want to send out a big shout out to all the veterans around the world. All of you who may be suffering mentally. I know that they tell you to be warriors. They tell you not to cry. They tell you to deal with all the pain yourself. Right now, I know you need help. Right now, I know you need support. So let's think about switching our mindset. Let's think about switching our mindset. If you guys can, I'm doing a workout every morning. Get up with me. Do the workout with me. Commit to it. Commit to it. Commit to it. We don't need a gym. We can get all these reticular uh, uh, activating system. We can get this thing going first thing in the morning so that we can start telling ourselves we're great. We're worthy. Thank you, body, for taking me through this life so that we can start working through some of these things. Now, when you first do a workout, you don't have to do it all full out. All Just be engaged. Be there. Be in the room. One thing that I loved, which I, you know, I... I'm not ashamed to say it, but at the time we thought it was a good thing. I was practicing Bikram yoga. And when I was doing Bikram yoga, it changed some of my life. I would commit an hour and a half, at least three or four times a week to go into Bikram yoga. I was doing a show. If I was doing a show in New York City in between shows, Wednesday, Saturday, and I would go one other day, one other day, and I would commit an hour and a half. I didn't care about doing the movement. It was 110 degrees in the room. I cared about staying in the room. I didn't do every move perfectly. I wasn't a, 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 a yogi, like 
enthusiast where it was just like, I need every move to be perfect. I wasn't there. I needed to be in the room to think about the things that I needed for myself to get better, to try to work the mind down or work from the power of the soul up to the mind to transform myself. My favorite book also says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind, the renewing of your mind, mind renewal, the power of a thought, the, the thoughts that you think your, your thoughts are things, your thoughts are things. Keep saying it. My thoughts are things. My thoughts are things. Be careful what you feed yourself. I said this analogy before a car can only run on what it's set up to run on. Okay. It will malfunction if you put something in it that is not supposed to be in it. And when you, when that car breaks down, you have to take it to an authorized dealer. You have to. Sometimes we take it to mom and pop places. And sometimes when we try to take the cheap route, what happens? It still malfunctions. What happens with this body, with this mind? If we don't feed it the right things, if we don't cultivate it the right way, it breaks down on us. It's the same thing. You can't take better care of your car than you do your brain. You can't take better care of your car than you do your body. Let's begin to honor ourselves and honor the great gifts that we are. My people were told many years ago when 1619 happened, when they bought my ancestors, my kings and my kings and my princes and my princesses. Me enslaved my people and brought them over here to this country and tried to change their mindset and tell them there were nothing took away our history, took away our language, took away our religion, took away our way of life, took family members away from us. And you know what they did? They switched their mindset. After a while, they got tired. They got tired. They switched their mindset. They said, how dare you tell us what we are? We are not this. We are greater than this. And because you find out what you are, you know what they tried to do? If you read, they would beat you. If, they, if you tried to run away, they would lynch you they would hang you that's what they did to my people fed you lies told us we were nothing told me because i'm a dark-skinned male that i'm nothing told me because you're a dark-skinned woman with big lips and a big nose that you're big nose that you're nothing you got big hips you're nothing over and over and over again people feeding us negativity these lies we've got to switch this thing around and look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself i am i am greatness i am a warrior i am beautifully made i am wonderfully made i am exceptional i am not what you said i am you can take your negative thoughts and take them to somebody else my mind is closed to that we have no more time to waste we have no more time to waste. And in this time of extreme isolation, do not isolate your brain. Feed your brain greatness. Read some things you never thought you would read. Read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. This has nothing to do with just financial wealth. It has to do with mental wealth, mental health, taking care of our immediate family, being better managers of our family. I know I'm very hyped right now. It's just that I'm tired of losing people. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of losing people. And we have to get upset. We have to get upset about it. This is the only way that things are going to change. We have to get upset about it. We have to respect our vessels, our minds, our brains, and this vehicle that is going to take us through this life. We lost 50,000 people 
in less than two months. That is real. That is real pain that people are experiencing. This is no joke. We need to be careful about who we follow, their ideologies and their philosophies. And they are coming as clear as possible. And you still have people who know people's ideologies and philosophies and they still follow. Be a warrior, be a lion, don't be a sheep. Be a warrior, be a lion, be an eagle. Do not be a sheep. I'm not telling you who to believe and what to believe. I'm just saying, watch what you believe. Feed your mind beauty, greatness, love, joy, forgiveness. Open up your heart. Open up your mind. I want to share a poem with you and then I'm out of your way. This is from my mother-in-law poetry. She wrote one. Oh, magnify him. Go out and check out some of her poetry on Amazon. She has about five books published. He is. I'm going to proclaim this right now. He is. And this is her poem. It's entitled He is. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the very first and absolute last. He's the future of my life. My current salvation and the culmination of all my past. He is the architect of the universe, the, ul- the ultimate here and now. He is, he was, and forever will be. Before his awesomeness, I humbly, humbly bow. He is life, longevity, light, love, and Lord over everything. He is goodness, forgiveness, kindness, peacefulness, and a God to whom we all should sing. He's righteous, mighty, powerful, holy. He is divine, pure. He's unchanging, steadfast, and unmovable. The one I can count on for sure. He is my comfort, my Lord, my Savior, my guide, the ruler of all in my life. He's my redeemer, my burden bearer, problem sharer, eradicator of all life's stripes. He's my rock, my shield, my sword, leader of leaders, ruler of rulers, Lord of lords of all. He, his eye is on me and the tiny sparrow. He continuously answers my every call. You'll never mislead, forsake, forget, desert, abandon me. I'm his child, who he'll never disown. I feel secure when I'm in his holy presence. For he tells me every day I am his own. When I'm confronted with trials, disaster, and loss, he's comfort, shields. He provides for me. When faced by foes and persecution on every side, in his blood and in his blessed bosom, in his blessed bosom, he mercifully hides me. When I'm lost, he finds me. When weak, he strengthens me. When hungry, he finds time and feeds me. When sick, he heals me. When I fall, he lifts me up. When I can't see my way, he even leads me. When in doubt, he is my wisdom. When I fail, he forgives me. When in darkness, he's my eternal light. When I'm afraid, he's my courage. When I face enemies, he protects me. When I break down, he mends me and makes things right. He is unbeatable, undefeatable, the undeniable conqueror over the sting of 
death. He's the solution to the world's dilemmas. He reigns omnipotent, the source of life's every breath. He is my redeemer, your redeemer, and he can make each of us saintly and whole. He is in total control of my life, and he's made certain all is well in my soul. Wowzer. That is an amazing poem. <laughs> As you could tell, I read that for the first time with you just now. I did not rehearse that. So please forgive the flubs. But what a what an amazing gift. He is. Oh, magnify him. This is my mother-in-law, D. Freeman, poet extraordinaire. Please go out and support her. He is. She says he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the very first and absolute last. He's the future of my life, my current salvation and the culmination of all of my past. My goodness, so much in that poem. I hope that some of that resonated with you in some way, shape or form. I want you to take control of your mind again. Also in my favorite book, it says I can do all things. Can you repeat that? I can do all things not some things all things if you put your mind to it and tell your mind that you can do it your mind will then tell your body to get up and make it happen you all are wonderful you are beautifully made what are you going to do at this time and I keep saying it over and over again I love T.D. Jakes he says we are running out of time We gotta put the pedal to the metal, baby. We gotta put the pedal to the metal. No more time to waste, no more time to waste. Let's get it together. Let's clear this stuff up. Let's make this right in our minds. Call somebody, tell them you love them. Call somebody, say thank you. Call somebody, check on them. Check on their mental state. And tell them that they can make it through this time so we don't have to lose any more people. I want to thank all of you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I know today was a bit intense, but sometimes it takes intense moments to wake us up. And we should have been woke in January. And we find ourselves in April. 50,000 people, fellow Americans, gone. that could have been protected. Senseless deaths. You all wonderful and amazing and if you never hear my voice again I bid all of you peace, grace and love I hope that you live a tremendous life I plan to be here but just in case don't say I never told you I love you if I hurt you I apologize to you no more time to waste let's get it right I'll talk to you a little later